here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. And welcome back to the Dharmic Evolution. Today, we are going to Minnesota. Yeah, we have an artist who was a transplant from Virginia who is just making the most amazing music. And today, we're celebrating his new album, There It Is. He's a prolific Americana songwriter. His guitar, creative lyrics, and unique voice are the foundation. His foot-stomping down-home melodies and rolling rhythms tell tales from light to dark and from silliness to the endearing. You better strap up your seatbelts, because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution with Modell. So today, I am so delighted to welcome Modell to the Dharmic Evolution. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, sir. It's, uh, it's really, I've been really digging your music, man, and your history, like is, I mean, there's a book in there, at least, maybe a couple of books. <laughs> <laughs> West Virginia, Virginia, something. you know, was, uh, was home for you originally? Uh, yeah, I was born in uh, Portsmouth, Virginia. Um, I tell a lot of people Virginia Beach. Yeah, uh, just because they 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 can associate a little better, but but Portsmouth, Virginia is actually my birthplace. Awesome. So, how did it start for you? I mean, did you like? Did you have family around you that they put this into your bloodstream at an early age? Um, that's really weird. Um, no one in my family is really very musical, um, but my mom was a, she was a single mom raising me, and uh, we live with my grandparents. And there was literally always music on. And it was it was nice looking back on it because my grandparents would be like your Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, you know, your old, old country. And then um, my mom was more like, you know, your the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac. So yeah. and even as a little kid, I remember being six years old and I got the Redheaded Stranger album by Willie Nelson as a six year old, which that's that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I always had the headphones on listening to music just constantly. Wow. So. So when did it, when did the, um, the guitar come into your life and was that the first instrument? Uh, pretty much. So, um, I was probably nine, um, and I had never met my, my father and, um, I met him, just talked to my mom. I want to take lessons. I want to learn guitar. So she tried to get me lessons at, um, the local high school, like in the evening. And I was too embarrassed because everybody was adults. And I was just a kid, so I was very nervous. So she spoke with the uh, the teacher, Albert Stewart, and got me uh, personal lessons at his house. And what was really cool, and I won't get into this story, but I wound up way back through all the roots and history being related to my guitar teacher. Really? <laughs> which I thought that was kind of cool, yeah. Because he, he had said he was going to a family uh, reunion. And he goes, yeah, Aunt Minnie. And I said, well, I have an Aunt Minnie. But see, she was my great-great. Aunt Minnie, but it was the same woman. Yeah, wow. So, so it was pretty is, cool. Is he still with us today? I don't think so. Yeah, because he would he would be delighted to see the path that you have chosen and like <laughs> where you are on your journey, man. That must be you know, for a teacher, that's got to be a rush to see that, you know. So right. um, before we l- let anybody get too much more in suspense, let's give everybody a taste here of what Modell is all about. And this is called Hopping Trains. Here we go. Can't afford to 
pay you back Hell, I can't afford to pay attention Girl, you ain't cutting me no slack So I guess I'm just on my own That train is long gone, man We got to keep moving on It could end up anywhere Oh, I know right back home Yes, it's long gone Where it stops, nobody knows It could end up anywhere Oh, wind up right back home I wrote a runaway letter Says I'm never coming back And all things ain't getting better I'm already one foot out that door That train is long gone, man, we got to keep moving on It could end up anywhere, oh, wind up right back home Yes, it's long gone, where it stops, nobody knows It could end up anywhere, oh, wind up right back great track um i just love the this is a kind of thing where you show up at to your gig and i you can't sit in your seat there's no way you cannot ju you just sit down you got to get up and dance right i mean you got the groove going all the time right it's ants in the pants man yeah it seems to be a thread through through your music which um you know it's a it's a celebration it's just really really a great feeling and uh, i caught myself you know, in this morning and preparing for uh, for our show, I mean, playing your tracks. I think I played them like three times. I mean, it was just really awesome. Well, thank you, man. That's that's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, it, it, whenever anyone listens, I always feel that it just it never gets old. You know, it always is just like I'm very grateful for any of that, whether they play me on the radio or somebody streams me. Yeah, it's just it's just I'm very grateful because I just enjoy what I do. Uh, so much even if the, even if it was just my mom listening i still 
I still get a joy out of writing music. You're and and also performing, man. You t- you play a lot of shows, like two hundred and fifty to two hundred and seventy shows a year. Yes, and, sir. And uh, that is quite a calendar full uh, of work. And um, have you been doing that for for a while? Like, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is. Uh, I used to. Uh, I don't know if I built homes, but you know, I did construction, and uh, I don't know, probably. It's been about 16 years now. It's been my job being a musician. Right. Um, so yeah, it's been a while, man. And I, of course in the beginning it wasn't 250 shows. Um, but yeah, it is now it's, it's, it's kind of crazy sometimes. So, so the journey has been, has been rewarding for you. I mean, you, you wouldn't yeah. trade, you wouldn't trade your guitar back for a hammer and a screwdriver no. again for the world. <laughs> nope. The day I sold my work truck and all my gear, I had my tool bag in my hand. And as the guy was pulling away, I literally threw the tool bag in the back of the truck as he was pulling out. I said, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I appreciate it. And it got me by in some hard times for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, I'd rather strum the guitar and write lyrics. Mo, well, that would have made for an awesome video man, throwing the bag of tools in there, you know? Right. <laughs> and seeing the guy's reaction, like when he got to where he was going, he found your tools, you know, like. <laughs> it was just probably thinking, he like, cool, extra score here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's a song in there for sure. That's so, right. So where are you spending most of the time um, gigging right now? Are you doing things regionally near your home or are you, you traipsing all over the place? Um, like, Well, a while, uh, quite a while back, I moved out to Minnesota. Um there was just some opportunities that popped up at the time and I'm still here. Uh, so I'm pretty much playing, um, the Midwest. Um, I occasionally get into the Dakotas. I play Wisconsin a lot in Minnesota. Um, and I, usually a couple times a year, I go back home to Virginia and North Carolina area. And, um, I like to pick up a few shows along the way. Yeah. So I'll play anywhere, man. Yeah. I just enjoy playing. It doesn't matter to me where it's at. <laughs> do, you, do you do, um, house concerts at all? I have. I've done a few. Yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, there's been a, quite a few here in Minnesota. Some some big name people. I don't know if I can mention them or not. I don't yeah. know. If I should, well, should. that's your call, man. You, it's your show. So well, you okay. Can do whatever the, you the, want. the the owner. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I know, like the one of the owners of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Okay. They contacted a lot. This is this is a few years back, and uh, it was one of the first house parties I did. And he said, "Yeah, you want to just uh, stand by the fireplace. That's that's your spot." Yeah. Okay. And he had. I think three chefs there, Barton is a huge house. Yeah. And um it was awesome. His only stipulation was that he could sing Johnny Cash with me. <laughs> and he and he did. He got up and yeah. sang Johnny Cash with me. So it was pretty fun. So yeah. yeah, I'll do house parties, weddings, uh pretty much anything. Yeah. And now when you go out, do you have um uh do you play solo as well as with your full band? Absolutely. I'd say uh, solo is probably my bread and butter. That, that pays the bills. Yeah. Um, but, but I have like, a, I have a bass player, uh, upright bass player. Yeah. And a, and a drummer. And actually, I'm trying out a new uh, Dobro guy this Friday. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, Fits and I enjoy it all. I like, I like all the above. It's nice actually having the mixture because then nothing gets stale. Right. Right. I mean, it, it is. You know, I hear the dobro all all over your songs, man. It just right. fits like a glove, you know. Um, getting back to hopping trains, did you ever have any personal experience with that? Ever jump a freight or uh, you I know, have. have you really? I have. Tell us about it. Tell us about anything. <laughs> well, it was like- funny. I was living I was living in a little town here in Minnesota um, called Big Lake, and there's a train that goes through town, and I've ri- I write about my family a lot. 
since I don't live back home anymore, so I miss them. So that, but so that's a good subject for me to write about. Um, and I've written about all kinds of stuff, fishing and cars and barbecues and my family. And I said to myself, there's this train always rumbling the house here and you've never written a song about a train. And I recalled when I was a kid, I was probably, oh, I don't know, may, maybe a mile from one of the train tracks back in Portsmouth, Virginia, and it would always roll really slow. And I kind of got the courage one day to jump. I don't think I lasted that long because I was scared, but <laughs> I did. I, I I hopped the train for a little bit. So, how old uh, how old yeah. were you? Eleven. Oh man, <laughs> eleven. Yeah, I was. That's what I mean. I was. Yeah. I was young, so Putting I was kind of nervous. I didn't want. I, I didn't want to go out of town. <laughs> <laughs> you may not come back. You know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's awesome. Hey, here's another one. Let's check this one out. This one's called John Wayne. Rode over and hit the snoozer. I couldn't get up. I guess I'm a loser. It's Groundhog Day all over again. But when my feet finally hit the floor, well, I hauled right out the door, only to catch every red light. Lift it work, so I got fired. But that's okay, man, cause I'll retire in the day. My ship will come sailing in. I always wondered what it would be like. Stepping over the line. Stumbled across my peace of mind here. Yeah. Well, I'm doing alright, alright. I took another shot at Jameson I said, Lord, everything's starting to look all right I told the bartender one more round But I took it too far and that took me down Man, that's the story of my life Woke up head banging hard And I realized that all my money was gone You know I gotta get myself some kind of plan I always wondered what it Doing all right. I 
sunset like John Wayne, man. All right there, Pilgrims. Did you like <laughs> that one or what? John Wayne. So you you must have been a fan, obviously, right? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. my grandfather that that raised me, he um he he was big in the John Wayne, huge. So as a kid, you know, I probably thought it was boring watching the John Wayne movies, but yeah. then you know, as I got older, I was like, oh my god, I love you know, yeah, Clint Eastwood, John Wayne, any of that. I still to this day, I watch a western all day long. Yeah, I'm the same yeah. way. There's something about a Western that just pulls you in. I still like them to this day. I mean, you know, when there's a good Western on, I'll I'll take that anytime. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. So um so take take us into your recording process. Um when you okay. as favorite studio, do you have a place of your own? Like where do you record when you put your music together? Um a really good friend of mine, Mike Lardy, he has a, it's called Mike Lardy Creative Studio. It's in a little teeny town called Luxembourg. I mean, if you blink, you miss the town. Right. Um, but it's, it's a very nice, um, I'm assuming it was a garage that was converted into a studio. It's very, it's actually, when he bought it, I was like, wow, this is really big, very nice looking. And um, I don't know, I just feel very comfortable there. Yeah. Um, and he has done my last, what, four or five albums. And it's just, and, and he's a, great musician too so if i need any help on drums things like that he can he can pop right in right so is he like a producer slash engineer or yeah or, yeah yeah okay yeah, we kind of put a. I guess we you would say we co-produce i mean you know we definitely it's the it's our baby but yeah. definitely i don't want to take anything away from my band i mean they come in and they do their part too and they right. do amazing but i know when it you know i i write everything and then i take it to him and i usually put down a click track voice and acoustic guitar Right, and we go from and we go from there, yeah. And we kind of decide what instruments to put on, and do we want drums or no drums, or you know. And the production is great, man. Really, really, you get well, great sound. You. Yeah. Um, so in the writing process, you've had a like you've had kind of a switch happen to you in the last few years, as yes. I understand it. That that you were you were more of a more of a rock and roller, a rocker. And you kind of went for the Americana, which was, which I think is such a is such a great move. It's just the accessibility and the storytelling, you know, seems to right. lend itself to that genre so much more readily. Is there was there some moment, Mo, when you felt you felt just like you just felt it like instantly, or did it come on like gradually? And you said, you know, I just feel like I have to move towards this. Um, it's funny. I can honestly say a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, when I was playing a lot of rock, um, I played a lot of funk. Um, I don't really want to name out the Chili Peppers, but but maybe, maybe something like that. Um, and I remember, I didn't know if I was having writer's block. I couldn't think of anything. After a while, I was like, wow, I'm just not. Nothing against rock music. I still love it. Yeah. Um, but I wrote a song called Devil's Lake, and it had the older sound to it. And I remember I was being very silly. Um, I grew up playing bluegrass music. So I did the bluegrass thing to it, just kind of being, a, you know, a goof, and I liked it. Yeah, and that's kind of what started it. And then I, then I, as I got more into it, I was like, well, I didn't feel like my older lyrics really told a story. It may be a little bit here and there, but but the newer stuff is because I I like I'm, I'm infatuated with lyrics and, and writing and words, and I, I live on a thesaurus, man. I mean, that's yeah. I, I just really enjoy writing, just the lyrics themselves. And so I think Americana, country, whatever you want to call it, helps me out in that in that situation. Here's, Get the story across better. 
Yeah, it's the storytelling that always, you know, yeah. I mean, that's the backbone of country music, obviously, but um, absolutely. But yeah, I think it, I think it does take you a little deeper, like that genre um, into the story. You know, it allows yeah. accessibility for the listener more so than anything else. You know, a little different than jazz, I would think. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, so, I'm not that accomplished to play jazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when you when you were getting going on this this newer journey, like mm-hmm. did did you like all of a sudden remember influences as a younger man or even as a child that you were listening to that like kind of flooded back to you to give one hundred percent yeah okay one hundred percent somebody had given me and I don't even know why but I was down in Minneapolis playing and um, I got into a conversation with somebody about old country and they just said hey take this. And they gave me a CD. And when I looked down, it was Waylon Jennings. And it was one of the albums I had as a child. And I was like, no way. I know what this is. Yeah. So I get in the car on the drive back home. And I, you know, I, I put it in and cranked it up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This feels this feels like home. This yeah. feels like I could just feel it all over me. And it's just Waylon Jennings, who I, I love. Um, but, yeah, that just that, that whole – that was like a big turning point. Yeah. I just really had missed that music hearing it. So I was listening to it more and more. And then I think that became evident, you know, in the writing and, and all that stuff. Ray Price, Hank Sr., all the really old country. I, I love that stuff. It's funny how um, you, as a, as a child, your, your DNA just soaks that up. Uh, you know, it's, it's built it's into your, your subconscious now, you know, and there's, there's no getting away from it. Right. So it's like an old friend coming, you know, and like, well, yeah, Absolutely. like you said, I remember this, man. So that's right. Um, so that kind of started to fuel your the new version of Modell, and was it evident to like the people that knew you, um, even fans from things that you had done in the past? Did you find there was like overwhelming support? Were the people confused about it? How did it How did it go down with your listening public? Um, I would I would again I'd say fifty fifty. Um, uh, when I when I first moved out here, I was playing predominantly rock music, um, and when I moved to the kind of funky stuff, yeah, um, some people didn't like that too much. Um, but then, of course, that got me new fans or whatever. Uh, and then when I moved to the country Americana, same thing. The older rock people are like, "What are you thinking?" And then yeah. this group of people were like, "This is awesome." So, right. and I got a few emails here and there, like, you know, why did you change? Yeah, that kind of thing. But, you know, sometimes you got to do it. And I've never it's not like I'm famous. So it's not like, you know, there's this massive artist who did this huge turnaround. Um, but I don't know. It just felt right. And now it just feels good. Yeah. So you're, in, you're in your right. <laughs> yeah, you're in your right space. I had another artist on Don Gates. Uh, I forget where I think he's in. He's from the South. I think he's from Nashville. But he had the same thing. He had he was like a metal player. And okay. uh, successful, and they were doing really well. And he just said, "No, nah, I I have to do this." And he went to country, and he sounds great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he sounds. I mean, I liked him in the metal genre, but you know, I love what he's doing now too. And and you know, to your point, you have to follow your heart and and soul is is pointing to you to where your your best place is. You know, and obviously, this is a good spot for you, man. Well, you do, and it, and it shows. I think um, when you're doing something that you're passionate about. I think it comes through as more genuine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's no work. Like you're not taking your tools back. So that, that was the tip off right there. <laughs> right. You know, you're, you're <laughs> That's true. So tell me about like a day in the life for Modell. I mean, are you booking your own shows? I mean, it sounds like um, 
you know, you're working all the time between writing, putting out music constantly, consistently, you know, touring, uh, you know, what's a typical day for you? Or are they totally uh, untypical? Uh, well, a typical day is, uh, you know, I usually, I'll get home from a show sometimes three or four in the morning and, um, I try to make myself be up by 10, which a lot of people are like, Oh my, but that's not really that much sleep. No, it's not at um, all, man. So I try to get up by like 10 o'clock or so. And I'm a, I'm a coffee man. So I got to make right. coffee and take the dog out. And that's just to get my, you know, to get the blood going. Um, and then usually I grab a guitar right away. Um, cause I always feel first thing in the morning is when the creative juice are flowing the best. Finally, I meet, I meet somebody from my own camp. Cause I'm, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the same way, man. The early morning is wonderful. Really is. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I think for creating, um, you might feel cloudy cause you just woke up, Yeah, but, but, but your mind is technically, I think at it's most fresh right there. Cause you haven't had the things of the day to stifle, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's there and it's going. So I'll do that. And then, um, I have a couple agents, um, none of them are exclusive. So I do book a lot of my own shows. Right. Um, I don't know if you know the company Land of Lakes, as in like the butter and the cheese and all that. Yeah, no, what are They're, they? They are based out of here. It's a uh, it's a big, huge corporation, and they contacted me to play some of their corporate events. So that's just another kind of thing I'll do. Other than like, like I said, I'll do bars, restaurants. I do assisted living sometimes, just to kind of give back as much as I can. Oh, nice! Uh, but, that's awesome. So I, yeah, and yeah. I I booked that kind of stuff myself, it, like the assisted living, anything. I'll definitely um, I booked those, and like I said, I have two other agents. One agent is a little more based out of Wisconsin, yeah, uh, to just kind of spread out into that area, and I have uh, I have one here in in Minnesota. So yeah, between those two and myself, that's that's pretty good. That's so when you <laughs> when you said Land of Lakes, um, did you mean the company that makes the butter? Or would, yeah, oh, okay. Land of, so, Land of Lakes, yeah. So you so you actually do gigs for their corporate headquarters? Or? Yeah, I have one coming up to the end of this month. Uh, it's nice. based out of, I think, Arden Hills, Minnesota. Yeah. And I'll literally, I think it's their customer appreciation day. And I actually will go down there and play for this entire huge staff for a couple hours. Yeah, so give us a so, quick setup cool. on that, that experience. Because um, I'm seeing more and more about that. And I love when I see, like, Places for our, our, our fellow artists like us to play, other than bars, um, it's just mm -hmm. a, it's just a much more captive audience and attentive and polite audience, because right. the focus is on the artistry and the music, not on seventy five other distractions that are all surrounding right. the place. So, so when you go, like, how do they set it up? They set it up in a cafeteria or 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 like. A, um. Well, since it's summertime. Uh, this one will be set up outside under like this giant gazebo in the middle of this whole huge facility. And from what I was told, they're having a meeting right before I play. And as this meeting lets out, they'll probably be about eight or 900 people in front of me. Nice. Um, and which is, that's, that's very cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it is nice because some things I like, I feel like as a musician, you know, your place. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're, a, if you're a huge star, then yeah, you're a huge star. But someone like me, um, if you go into a bar, you're going to get inundated with, Hey, play this, play this, play the play Garth Brooks, play this. Right. Um, yeah. And then you go to a listening room and play and you can play your stuff. And if right. you want to throw in a cover or two, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just knowing your place. Sometimes your background noise. Right. And that's, that's okay with me. I don't need to be the center of attention. It's, I'm yeah. just there. I tell everybody when I'm there, 
you're my boss. Right. You what you need me to do, and I'm going to do it. And but corporations certainly corporations certainly have a reasonable checkbook, so it's probably a, yeah. a well paying gig. Which you know we want to get more and more of those. You know, um, yes, because you get you know it's it's win 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 because they're happy because they're doing something different. Somebody's entertaining them, and you're getting a right. decent paycheck out of it, which is nice too. You know, so that's yeah. really awesome. Hey, uh, Modell, let's play um, this one. I love this song, by the way. This is also, folks, this is uh, Modell's single. It's called Porch. Here we this go. old lawn chair don't cut it anymore. You're gonna chop down a tree. Gonna build me a porch. So you and me, we got a place on Sunday morning to talk about everything everybody's doing. face west so we can watch the sunset i'll make it wrap around so you can see the rest of everything and everybody driving by all the dirty laundry just hanging out on the line you and me we're doing fine hanging around just watching the world go by Watching the world go by We'll tell the stories Of yesterday Talk about tomorrow And the rumor of the day And we'll watch the neighbors As they scream and cuss and fight They shake our head When they just can't get it right Watch the world go by You and me We're doing alright Sitting up here Watch the world go by And when it rains We got a place to run and hide A place to sing this song And a place to drink this wine Cause we're making memories up on this porch Made our home better, a little better than before, yeah You and me, we're doing fine Hanging around, just watching the world go by You and me, we're doing alright Sitting up here, watching the world go by Watch the world go by You and me We're doing alright Sitting up here Watching the world go by You know, I really, really I love the intro on that You know, how you guys You know, you finessed it 
you know, with the EQ and everything. And it just, all of a sudden, it just, you know, it's kind of like watching a black and white film. And then all of a sudden, uh, we're not in Kansas anymore. And it's all color, you know? Yeah, beautiful job on the song. Great song, too. Thank you. You know, production, everything. So um, this one, this one is out as a single, and um, and I can see why. So can you um, tell folks about the, um, you know, the story behind Porch and and what was written? It sounds, you know, kind of self-explanatory, but um, anything happened with you at home or when you wrote it, like special place? Any any pearls you can give us on this? Um, it was funny. I was sitting in my bedroom. And I had this old crappy chair in the room, and that's where I would sit down sometimes and, you know, noodle around on the guitar. And I, right away, I hit those first couple chords, and I said to my, in my head, I said, this old lawn chair, don't cut it anymore. I'm going to chop down a tree and build me a porch. And I was thinking, what is that? That is, that's stupid. <laughs> that's, that makes no sense, man. <laughs> so I wrote that down. And then I came back to it a month or two later. Um, and obviously my girlfriend has a lot of uh, input up in the brain, right. you know, so, yeah. so she, she's, she's uh, a lot of inspiration. So it's basically was based around her. Just um, I'm going to do what I can to make her happy. I'm going to build this porch, wrap around sunsets. We can see everything. We'll grow old on the porch and tell stories. It's just, that's pretty much the, what that song is about. Yeah. It's just growing old and spending time with someone you love. Good that, that's song. pretty much it. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I like the... Thank um, you. It's very um, inviting as far as lyrically. You know, anybody can see themselves in that situation, you know? Right. It's just like we all we all want to have, you know, that that just that full life, you know? I'm just... I feel fulfilled, right. you know? I feel like I'm really living the life, you know? Awesome. Yeah, man. So, so you're a, you're a morning writer and when you're preparing for an album, like what is your process? Do you, you know, for me, just for an example, for me, I like have legal pads all over the place and, and everything is kind of like, and I'm very organized except when I'm doing like it's writing time. It's just like, I like mm-hmm. things out and all over. Do you have any specific process for writing or is it um, scheduled? Is it just when you feel the, the bug hits you and you just got to sit down and do it? Um, you know, how does it come to all of a sudden it's time for a Modell album? How does that work for you? Um, I just write until, I, I mean, I, cause I write a lot. I feel like I write, um, until I think, until I feel I have enough for an album. Um, and normally I write so much, a lot of the songs get chopped and they don't even make it. Cause yeah. one of the last times I talked to Mike, the, the guy who does all my recording, he says, you know, we have enough songs in the, in the back catalog to probably release two more albums. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but I'm very, like I said, I need my coffee. I need my, I always write in pencil and paper. Uh, yeah. So I have notebooks galore um, and it has to be pencil. And I think because in my head I can erase. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. It's just what I, it's just uh, like you have a pro, we all have a process. Right. And I just, like, give me my coffee, my guitar, pencil, paper. And most of my writing is done in the morning. But if I'm hanging out be- before show and I'm strumming around, I'm like, Hey, there's an idea. Yeah. yeah. Of course I'll, you know, and I have like a voice recorder and all that. So I'm always, I'm always fiddling around with stuff like that. Right. Right. Tell me about your favorite social platform. Um, did you, you feel you get most traction on as far as being out um, there? I mean, they're all fine. Yeah. Um, and they all are a little different. I just personally, myself, I like Instagram. Yeah. Um, 
just because I like pictures. I don't really need to hear a bunch of political stuff. Um, some people are on social media for political things. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm on there. I want to see a picture of your guitar or the food you cooked or you smiling with your loved ones. I mean, that's, that's just me. I like, yeah. I'm a very, uh, when I was, this is probably why I like that. When I was a kid, when I was first learning chords and all that, I would sit up late and mute the TV and play along with what I was seeing on the screen. Yeah. So I've always been very visual. Um, and maybe that's why I like Instagram. I, I like, I like pictures and videos and things as opposed to a bunch of opinions because, you know, we all have opinions, but that picture is a little more special to me. Yeah. Cre you like creating soundtracks. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. I, that, that would be my yeah. dream job to, if somebody said you could never perform again, but you can, you can score movies. Yeah. I, I'd take that deal in a heartbeat. Yeah. Awesome. In a heartbeat. Oh yeah. <laughs> How about like your favorite um, live place to play? We talked about the corporate, but you, mm -hmm. like you said, you play pretty much anywhere, and you know, senior citizens' place, whatever, assisted living. Um, is there one particular venue that you feel like most connected and most comfortable above any others? Oh man, that's tough. I mean, because a lot of them have the special, you know, of course, the assisted living makes, that's good for the soul. Yeah. Like when I leave there, that's awesome because I get to play their Johnny Cash and Hank Sr. and that stuff. And you can see, and, and my stuff, and I tell stories and they get really excited. So that is, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, as for an actual venue, I mean, there's a few, uh, there's a, there's a small chain out here called Cowboy Jacks and I, we, we play all of them. Um. And I, I enjoy playing them because I get to play, you know, everything from Johnny Cash to Eric Church to Tom Petty right. to my stuff. And yeah. it, it, we don't miss a beat with it. Everybody's like, they're, they're okay with that. So that's pretty fun. But uh, there is a place up in Duluth, Minnesota called Beaners. It's a coffee shop, but they also serve good beer. But Beaners is uh, one of the first places I played when I moved here. And uh, you, you go there to play original music. Um, right. You're not there doing, you're not being the jukebox there. And that it's just, it sounds good there. I like the stage, the vibe. It just, it feels nice. Yeah. Don't you so, wish you yeah. could, you could get with beaners and say, all right, let's, let's bottle this up and send it. We'll email it to every place around the country and say, this is what you need to do, you know, to make yes. it artist friendly. And for the, yes. for the customers, the clients, of course, they come in, you know, and that's the hard part of um, for for musicians, I think, is and and I ask this question a lot um, because um, you know I'm just always rhetorically trying to put it out there that hey we're always looking for like the best place to play that people come right. people want to be there to hear the music, not all the other distractions, you know. So um, right. So Beaners, thank you for uh, what you guys are doing, man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you, Beaners. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. So, um, any plans to like tour like, um, uh, nationally or even, even going to Europe or anything, or, you know, have you, have you done that? Have you had a chance to go like, you know, um, to London or anything like that to perform? I have music? not. And yeah. I would love that. I have played a lot of the States, uh, right. yeah. you know, here, uh -huh. but, um, yeah, I've never been overseas. I've never been out of the country to, to play music. Yeah. Although I did go to Mexico a okay. couple of years ago and right. someone got married and I played 
I think I played Stand By Me. Oh, nice. On a, on, on a guitar that they rented for me <laughs> to play this one song out on the beach. So I got to play Benny King yeah. out on the beach uh, in, in Mexico. So that was kind of cool. But no, to go and, and, and do my stuff, I have not been out of the country. Yeah. Um, I, I do plan on, I'm hoping maybe this fall, maybe early next spring to, you know, I, I go back home a lot to visit family and it's about a 24 hour drive. So there's a lot of States. Yeah. Where, where is your family right now in Virginia or still Virginia? Or, half yeah. my family is in Virginia and the other half is down in like in the outer banks of North Carolina. Oh, okay. So, so I, I, that's, I consider both of those home. I mean, like I always tell people Virginia is my birthplace, but yeah. I'm so I, I, since I was two, I've been going to the outer banks. So that feels like home too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I plan on doing uh, some touring here. There's, I'd like to hit, you know, some of the typical cities. You know, I want to go through Knoxville. I've never played Knoxville. And right. there is a, I don't, I can't recall the name of the, the the radio station right now, but they have a thing called the Blue Plate Special, and um, I would love to play that. So I, yeah. that's one of my my goals for 2019 is to get through there. Um, obviously, play back home so I can see my family and play that in Carolina. So you would yeah. go over great there, man. Knoxville would love love your stuff. I mean, uh, I could I see Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, I could lo- I could see you like tearing it up down there. And as far as radio, I think it's time. Here's radio. Plug it in and blew the dust off. That old transistor radio Still on the same station That always played daddy's favorite song I heard ring of fire and jungle light And blue eyes crying in the rain Foggy mountain breakdown Dolly singing by some girl Jolene Oh, I sat until the sun came up With the transistor radio Me and my old six-string Picking every country song we Sit ahead and way too loud And move 
Hey, so tell us about that one, Modell. Where did that come from? Um, my granddad, you know, he he passed away quite a while back. Uh-huh. Um, but it's weird how we didn't always get along so well. Um, he was military for thirty five years, so very strict on me, strict on everybody. Uh, but as I get older, I think back on some of my memories. Um, one would always be fishing. That's if somebody said, when you think of pop, you know, what's the one thing you think I was like on fishing? I mean, you know, out in the ocean, catching huge fish as a little boy, going deep sea fishing. Right. Um, but he always loved his old country music. So I just wanted to write a song. I, don't, I had this thing in my head. I wanted to write about the transitions of the radios. Um, I, I didn't mention the tube radio. I should have. Yeah. But it was, a, you know, the transistor radio, the AM, the FM. And, uh, and it kind of like, it's a small story of hearing that as a kid with the transistor radio. And that's why I mentioned like foggy mountain breakdown and Dolly Parton and those things. Yeah. Uh, Cause I remember those songs when I was a kid and you know, the next one is we're, you know, we're driving and we, you know, he's letting me adjust the radio and, and then by the end, you know, he's helping me pick out a pickup truck that's got the FM radio in it. So, you know, it's kind of has a, it's a little bit of a story there, yeah. but it's based around my granddad. Great. I, I wind up writing a lot of songs about him and it kind of surprises me because like I said, we weren't always buddies. Uh, but I do miss him. I wish I, uh, I wish I could ask him a, a, a ton of questions. Time has a way of, of drawing us closer, you know, even, oh, even when they're not here, you know, it's just, absolutely. you know, after they're gone and, you know, you have that disconnect, it's some, all of a sudden the memories come back and you say, you know, wonder what is up, you know, how it would be absolutely. now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you never run out of things to write, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, I've got uh, right now, I was going to release an album later this year, just uh, just literally me and guitar. Um, and I might still do that. That's not yeah. out of the question yet. Um, but yeah, I'm, I probably have about seven or eight songs going right now. Yeah. They're not finished, but you know, I work on whatever one hits me like, ooh, I want to work on that one today or I want to work on this one. Right. So I got, I got a big chunk do you find, right now, you know, as a writer, um, you know, I've changed my process a lot. I, I never sit down and write a whole song anymore. And it's like I wait for, like the music, I'm really, really, I can just write music all day long. But I'm very, mm-hmm. very um, selective about the content of the lyrics more and more so as the years go by. So I kind of wait for it and just keep going at it. And it happened again this morning. I got another piece of the verse and another piece of a chorus on this song I've been working on for a couple of weeks now, you know? Okay. Um, so with, when you go to sit to write, do you make it your goal to finish a complete song or do you do a lot of rewriting or like, how do you approach it? Is it usually just one and done and out in and out? Um, 
I don't really put too much thought into it. Um, yeah. I, I, I try to let it be as organic as possible. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I do what you're talking about. You know, I'll get, I'll sit down with an idea and I'm thinking, Oh man, this is flowing. And then it just kind of stops. Like somebody turned the faucet off. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's fine. I know I can come back to it. Um, I had a song off my Logan drive album, uh, called good old days. Um, that song is a conversation I had with my grandmother and it came to me so fast. And I had never had that happen. That, that album came out in 2017. So it had been, you know, just a couple years ago, I was on the phone with her and we were just having this great conversation as we always, she, she is probably my biggest inspiration. My is she really? She, That's awesome. half my songs are either, if they're not about her, it's something that she has said or some silly old school comment. Um, but you know, we had, we were having a conversation and I said, I got to go. And she said, are you okay? I said, yes, ma'am. I said, I'm fine. I said, I got to go. And I sat there and I almost wrote the entire song in 10 minutes, all the lyrics and everything. Of course, you know, you get it all down and you have to, you know, tweak here and there, but that, that one, that one came out all at once. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool. I had never had that happen that fast. Like, yeah, they are very rare that that, I mean, it's happened to me too, but they're so rare, but I feel like, um, I feel like also like as you progress as a songwriter, the more you write, you know, now it's like something I'll work with a title and I, I love working with a good title. Cause I, that's kind mm-hmm. of the Genesis of, you know, this is going to be good, but sometimes it's like, I'll just have the sense of it, the melody and a couple of pieces in place. And I'm going, I got this thing. <laughs> and then it's just, right. then it's just sweat. Then it's just working it, you know, and saying, okay, yeah. I, I know I have the vision for this. It's it's like, it's emblazoned into my blood right now. And I know where we're going to go with this, but that's a really good feeling um, that, you know, you've got one. It's almost like fishing and like you, you finally got a strike and then it's like, I can't see it yet, but I'm right. reeling it in, man. And it's right. You're hoping a- it's not a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you're reeling a lot of those, don't you? <laughs> right, right. Oh, Yeah. So, so Modell, as we're as we're winding down, let me ask you about um, the rest of 2019. Like, what is the the vision for you and your career? And like, um, you know, where do you think you're going to be going? Like, for the rest of the year, what are you going to be doing? You're going to be touring. Is it going to be you know working on more songs, uh, another release? And what is your hope and vision for you and your musical career as you continue on this fabulous path that you've been on? All the above. No, <laughs> no I am going to, I'm going to keep writing. Of course, I, I never stop writing. Um, and since obviously I, I play music for a living, I, I will keep playing, but I would like to, I guess when I play locally, I, I definitely wouldn't call that touring, not at all. But I, I would like to set up a, a small tour later this fall. I would like to release another album. I mean, I just released this one. Right. So I try to release an album a year, sometimes an album and a single. Um, and I may release a whole, another whole album. I wanted to do, like I said, over the years, people say, why don't you just release something just you and guitar? Yeah. Just singer, songwriter, just simple. It's all about the story. Right. Um, and that's something I've never done that I would love to do. But I just recently joined the Midwest Country Music Association. And so far, I'm really excited about that. Um, I have met just a, a member or two so far because it, it, this literally happened just recently. Um, and they are so kind. And I yeah. can't wait to connect with them. And, and, and some of them are cover bands. Some are songwriters. Some are, you know, just original artists. There's, there's just a plethora of all these kinds of people. And I'm excited to work with them. 
And like I said, write with them, split shows with them, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. Awesome. Congratulations on it. I think that's really, really important to, to, um, you know, to get yourself out there to like groups like that that can, will help perpetuate, you know, your brand. Right. And, and you can help them the same way too. Like, you know, like you said, splitting shows or whatever, that's you yeah, know, one of the great networking. ways. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. The, hey, also, um, best place. Now we're going to put, of course, all of your links in the show notes, but okay. best place for people to connect with you, would it be your website? Yeah. Okay. Yep, awesome. Which model. is model.net. Yeah. And great yeah. website, by the way. I have it up in front of me right now. Really. Thank you. Um, I, 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 should, I should probably rearrange some things, but it's, I try to, I, I know sometimes people get on me, they're like, you know, this has been the same for a while. So then I think I'm doing something special because I go change like the main picture. Right. And I know I know, I need to occasionally, you know, get on there. And that's, that's, that's me being lazy. But that's good that they're saying that because you know they're going there. <laughs> you know? Right. No, so, no, that's, that's, I appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, it never ends. The website thing just never ends. It's like, you know, it's always a constant thing that's in flux, you know? So, but, yes. Uh, but listen, it was awesome. Modell, thank you so much for being a part thank of the you. Dharmic Evolution, man. I just want to, you know, just commend you on your body of work thus far is really awesome. I love the sound that you have, you know, and, uh, and I just want to um, wish you all the luck and success and God's blessing on your music. Well, thank you, man. I greatly appreciate that very much. Thank you, James. Hoppin' Trains, John Wayne, Porch, and Radio. These are the songs, the stories, the journeys of Modell. I hope you guys enjoyed this version of this particular interview today on the Dharmic Evolution. Really a great time spent hanging out with Modell this afternoon. And uh, please go to his website and support him. That's M-O-E-D-E-L-L dot net. And you can find out all about his uh, incredibly aggressive uh, touring schedule uh, on the website as well. If you haven't yet gone to the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page, what are you waiting for? Get over there and post your content. Put up your songs, your videos. Put up um, anything that's happening, even a photo shoot or if you're playing somewhere, let us know. Let the world support your artistry. Also, authors, speakers, thought leaders, you're also invited. Put up your new book. If you have a conference somewhere, if you're preparing a speech and you want people to know about it, let us know about that. Is there someone in your life that fights with depression, who struggles? And I know there is, um, because it's it's a really, really difficult and um, rampant problem, in especially in the United States. So um, go over to James O'Connor Music Facebook, my page there, and there's a free download on that page that you can just send it to somebody you love who is struggling. And it's seven actionable tips, one for each day of the week that you can just download, put in your phone, and when you're feeling upset and you're depressed and you're struggling, you just go to the Depression Fighter's Manual. That's what it's there for. So I hope you guys take advantage of that. I'll be putting it up on all the websites as well um, in the next couple weeks. And um, I just hope and have prayers for you that you'll get through this and you'll be okay. 
That's it for me today. That's a wrap. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.